Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast, everyone. Brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Today, a, a very special edition of the Greg Campy Show. Now, a lot of you that tuned into Detroit's 1130 AMWDF and the Fan on Wednesday night live from the Red Ox Tavern uh, tuned in to hear us. You heard us for about six, seven minutes, I'm told, and then we had some satellite issues with the radio station. So we promised you this. We're running it back here on a Friday afternoon, the day before the Golden Grizzlies take on the number two team in the country, the Michigan State Spartans down at Little Caesars Arena. And right now, as always, the head coach, Greg Campy, joining us here on a, on a special podcast edition of the Greg Campy Show. More land-breaking stuff for the uh, for the show, Coach. Yeah, I haven't never had the satellite go out before. I know it was the, it was a bad night out, and there was nobody at the Red Ox. I mean, right. the, the tables they leave for the, you know, the, the Grizz gang and the people that come to the show were all empty. Um, there were probably 30, 40 people <coughs> in the place. <laughs> All together, the snow was coming down, and I was in my car within two minutes of the time they said that the satellite was down, so I was on my way home quick. <laughs> you, you had to clean up, but I they probably gave you some food or something, but... Uh, you know, you know, I went the kettle chips and cream cheese dip. I, I always do that when I run through there. There's certainly no question about that. But we'll be taking the question that the people asked on Twitter with the hashtag AskCampy. And, and if you're catching this for the first time here uh, today, you can shoot those questions at any time. Just send a tweet out with the hashtag AskCampy. We get to them throughout uh, the week here on the Greg Campy Show. So, Coach, uh, you guys wrapped up practice over at the Detroit Pistons practice facility today. Obviously, graduation in town at the arena. So you guys relocate over to the Pistons facility a couple miles down the road how'd practice go today well it's because we don't have a practice facility uh we're supposed to we're supposed to play against michigan state on saturday and for three days we can't practice in our own building so uh used to be when they had graduation you would be out on friday now you it's all the way to wednesday uh, so that's not fortunate for us uh we've we've had just terrible practices this week uh exams injuries you know the the Cumberland Beck thing this week, the right, um, the you know, ongoing saga of Kendrick Nunn and you know the ankle, which who knows what's going on with that, and you add all that together and you have crappy practices, and and it, it wasn't really pretty all week. It kind of reminded me of the Toledo week, and uh, we did today have a spirited practice. Uh, we we couldn't Isaiah couldn't practice today because of exams you know he had his exams a bunch of his exams today so it's hard you know it's really hard Neil when the season started we had 16 guys out there practicing and trying to find 10 guys to go now is not you know not easy to do and it's hard to get anything you know this was a week we had a chance to really get better at and we didn't that didn't happen that just didn't accomplish that so I'm disappointed in it. Well, Coach, that's a good segue into some of the questions from Twitter. And at Oakland UFan tweets at us and says, Coach, looks like you're going to be running with about 10 or 11 players the rest of the year. Is that accurate? And how hard is it to practice when you only have uh, 10 or 11 guys? The, the, sure, I'm guessing the answer is, well, you can't really. Well. I mean, you figure it out, but yeah, it, it's hard. It's it's not really practice. It's, you know, and the big thing now is, you know, one of the things that I think I'm pretty good at is, is – having kids fresh and ready to play in February and March and you know you know the the record speaks to that and one of the things you know I play <coughs> I play kids a lot of minutes um and people always bitching about how many minutes they play but they don't know how we practice and with all the media timeouts and all the timeouts that are in the game you know that's so far overblown the mm -hmm. amount of minutes somebody plays 
you know, somebody on Twitter thinks that this and it gets like a snowball effect and, and tell me, these kids are 18 to 23 years old. Um, you know, playing minutes is not a big deal with every four minutes you got a two-minute timeout. I mean, it's, it's I mean, back in the day when we were Division Two and they didn't have media timeouts, I mean, the guys had their tongues coming out of their mouth <laughs> waiting for, you know, a sub and that. And So the problem that, I mean, I'm getting off track here. What I wanted to say was, you know, we practice. When you have 16 guys at practice, you can get reps for your starters and then get them out, you know, and – uh, and you can practice different lineups that might not play in games, but you're prepared for things. We can't do that. I mean, I, right now, uh, I mean, Jalen Hayes took every rep today. That's not good. Now, that worries me about about end of February, you know. So, uh, I mean, he's going to play a lot of minutes now without Beck out there. We really don't have a true four to play in that spot the only other one would be Xavier but he's I mean we're 10 games into it he's not going to play now I know people are asking right he's not he, no kids in their right mind would do that um and you can't tell him this is our great team because he thinks next year's team will be a great team uh that's so, the way you want him to think right I mean yeah I yeah. mean I preferred I would have preferred that he played this year but right. you know he he made a decision and we're sticking with that decision so we really don't have a true four in our league, we can go small, and I'm not worried about that. We can, we could, you know, without Cumberland, that's going to hurt. But if Stan continues to improve, we can go with, say, Kendrick, Nick, Martez, and Stan, because Stan's a good rebounder and a five man, you know, Isaiah or somebody. Um, and you can get by with minutes like that. But in, against Michigan State, you can't. Right. And that really, really worries me about tomorrow. And, Coach, speaking of that, and, and I, I'm not. <laughs> I, I hesitate whether I want to give you these numbers, but you know these numbers. Number one team in the NCAA in field goal defense percentage. Number one team in the NCAA in blocks. Number 12 in scoring defense in the country. I mean, th these are some scary numbers, and, and you, you've known Tom Izzo for a very long time. You've kept a close eye on his program. This coach could be one of the greatest Michigan State teams of all time when you go up and down that roster. They can do it any way you want to do it. Yeah, I uh... – I think it, it might be talent-wise his best right. team. It's hard to say that when they've won a national championship. Sure. I mean, if I'm on the national championship team, I'm saying, what? <laughs> I mean, what has this team done yet? Right. So at the end of the year, I, I think you'll look at that. But I we've played against those teams that won the national championship and were top five ranked. And one of the things that they were great at was defensively. Mm -hmm. And I think this team matches that. The last few years – I'm not sure. You know, back in the day, now we didn't have the type of athlete or players that we have now, but back in the early 2000s when we first made the move and we were playing Michigan State, if you ran your offense perfectly and set the right screen and read the right stuff, you would have a, you know, a heartbeat to catch and shoot. I mean, that's how athletic and long and quick they were. In the last four or five years, it hasn't been that way, but we're way better. Right. We had Kay Felder. We had... I mean, we have athletes like them. And they weren't quite as good as, as, as I'm looking at this on paper, as you said, right. on paper. And I mean, this I is think, stacked. But I think they're back to – I mean, they're, they're, they're long. Man, they're long. And they can – you know, Jackson can really block shots. And, um, oh, a freshman, by the way. The number yeah. six overall recruit in the country. Yeah, yeah but he'll – I mean, he's a freshman, but he's not going to be there long, you know. Right. I mean, Absolutely. So he <laughs> – they've got, they've got pieces and they've got depth inside. Now, I think – 
and people will laugh at me for saying this, but I've said it on Lansing Radio, I'll say it here because I believe it. I think healthy, our backcourt's better than theirs. I, I really do. I think our backcourt's as good as anybody in the country healthy. I think Kendrick Nunn is as good <laughs> as any player in the country. I think that uh, Martez Walker is at the same level as anybody in the country. And, you know, I think Nick Daniels is a tremendous veteran sub. I mean, from a talent level, he's not some of those guys. But because of his experience and because he's a fifth-year senior, he's been there, done that, and he can make shots. So then you put Braylon in there with, like, you know, those four guys make up what I think is a tremendous backcourt. Um, I, I personally think it's, you know, better than anything in the state of Michigan. And that's saying something with this team. Sure. It's not criticizing or downplaying uh, Michigan State's backcourt. Uh, it's just I think we're that good. Well, if, and, if and, even on, and even on paper, too, Coach. I mean, you can, you can break that down through through games played and points scored, and, and yeah. you can break that down on paper as well when you go resume for resume. Right. It, it, that's not a ludicrous statement by you yeah. to make. I'm going the eye test and having the coached them, and, yep. and I'm also prejudiced towards my guys, I'm sure. But, you know, I, I think I've done this long enough that I don't – I think the prejudices – are, you know, more a precaution. I, I really don't think I look that way. I, I, I just believe that the, the our perimeter is that good. And then you put Jalen Hayes out there, too, who's, you know, I think Jalen would play for them. I, I don't think he's a lottery pick like Miles and, and Jackson are lottery picks. I mean, he's got two lottery picks in there. And there's a reason they're number two in the country. And I voted them number one. I'm, I think they got ten votes for number one, and one of those were mine. I think they're the best team in the country. Um, so we haven't even talked about Nick Ward. Yeah, <laughs> and I, again, I'm not downplaying. Right. I'm just telling you what I think and what our chances are, and you know, I'm I'm a guy that's going to tell you honest what I think. I'm not going to you know bull crap and you know right placate people and you know say what I think people want to hear. I'm telling you what I think. Absolutely, and Nick Ward, just to give you that little stat on Nick Ward, who we didn't even get a chance to talk to, had the second most points as a freshman at Michigan State, uh, the most since some guy. Uh, they call him Magic, I yeah. think his nickname was. But he, these but these are the types of resumes they have. He's a bully. I mean, yeah. he is a bully. He's a big, strong. And, we, you know, we were, we may double the post a little bit. And um, in practice today, Braylon went down there. And, and I told him, Braylon, you go down there like that, he's going to break your arm. You know, you can't go in there reaching with your hand against this kid. This kid's a man. Right. He's a big, strong man, and he's going to kick your ass if you go down there. Like he's looking that. to inflict harm. Right. <laughs> and it made me even think, am I smart at all having Braylon go in there? I might lose him for the next 10 years, you know. Um, so we, you know, they're really good. I mean, I think they're the best team in the country, and I think they have the best coach in the country, and those are two, uh, those are two pretty strong statements. You're listening to the Greg Campy Show here on the Where the Bear podcast page on iTunes and SoundCloud. All you got to do is search Where the Bear or search Golden Grizzlies. You can click subscribe and get the latest episodes downloaded right to your phone. Listen to them wherever you are uh, rolling around town. Coach Campy here, Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies, as always, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We'll pick off some of these questions from Twitter. Gary Gilbert tweets at us and says, Coach, what percentage is Kendrick Nunn right now? And on the radio show, you, you told a story uh, that you did with Kendrick in practice and just kind of left you shaking your head a little bit. But uh, go ahead and update us on what percentage you think Kendrick Nunn is at right now. Well, he practiced today for the first time since the Eastern Michigan game, which is, what, 10 days ago. Right. Um, we worked him out Wednesday, just like a 10-minute workout, just shots. And, and I asked him at the end of the 10-minute workout, I threw him a ball and said, go dunk it, and he couldn't do it. And so I said, if you can't dunk, you're not playing. 
Um, so he went today, and so what we've done is we've scheduled because it's just something's wrong. I mean, six, six or five weeks since the injury, no ankle injury should go for five weeks. Structurally, everybody says it's fine. Um, so we're getting one last opinion. It, 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 probably right now as we're talking, he's going through an MRI. And I'm hoping the MRI is negative and that now it's just, Kendrick, it hurts, you got to play through the pain. Um, if, if the MRI shows it's, there's soft damage, there's a structural something, because everything else we've done, it's healed, there's no swelling, there's no structural damage. So it's, it's perplexing on why six weeks later he's still dragging the leg. Um, so the MRI is our final, you know, look at it, and, you know, we'll, we'll know in three or four hours, uh, late Friday night, we'll, we'll know um, what's going on in there. And uh, I don't know I don't know if he's going to play or not. He's not going to be 100% tomorrow. It's going to just be, you know, the, even if even if this is a great placebo for him, you know, now, hey, you're structurally fine. You the know, tests just, say you're fine. You're yeah, fine. Yeah. There's nothing right because I'm sure he's worried. There's there's some ligament damage or something in there. And so once he finds out, if we find out there is, and you know you're not going to see him for a while. If we find out there isn't, then you know he's just going to have to manage the pain and figure it out. And understanding that the 28th of December, I need him. Like, this is cute and everything going on with the Little Caesars Arena and the number two team in the country and everything like that, but that's not going to tell your story, Coach, right? right? Even next week, Townsend's coming in at 10-1. and one. Eastern Michigan, who beat us, is 7-2. and two. You know, we've got two good mid-major teams coming into the arena, and I'm not going to play him. If, if, the, if the MRI says, you know, there's problems in there, then we're going to sit him, and he's got a future and, and those types of things, and we got we got to do that, so... We'll know more by tomorrow morning. Shoot around tomorrow morning. We'll make a decision. So, Coach, uh, getting some more of these questions with the hashtag AskCampy off of Twitter. Our good buddy Kim Jong Skills uh, tweets at us as well and says, uh, ask about Brad Brechting as well and also the development of Julius Palmer. And I really like Stan Scott's raw talent and athleticism. And how's Kamari Newman look? So, no, across no. the board. Those are good questions. And, and what you got to understand is that this isn't the year that we want to be playing guys like that. You know, this is the year that we're supposed to be. We've got four fifth-year seniors. This is the year we're supposed to be, you know, something special. Um, I love Stan Scott's uh, upside. I love his future. But if we got to play Stan Scott in games this year, we're going to, it's not going to go well because he's going to make a lot of freshman mistakes. He didn't get to play in the exhibition games. He didn't get, you know, a lot of look early because of the NCAA clearinghouse issues. Once he was cleared, um, and it was it was a stupid, stupid uh, issue on on his transcript. It is just not a lot of Division One players come out of the high school he came out of, and the and the high school didn't really know how to handle the clearinghouse, and so they put something down that was a red flag, and now every you know all the whistles and bells go off, and now the kid can't play, and it got cleared up. It just took forever to clear it up. Um, and in the meantime, he's kind of twisting in the wind. Yeah, in the know? meantime, he doesn't get to play in the exhibition games. None of this, you know, this all came, the red flags and everything came out, like, the day before we're supposed to play Central Michigan. And, you know, I mean, it just, it was stupid. Uh, seems to be a lot of that going around right now for us. Um, so he missed that time that was really important. And, 
you know, even Beck was playing a major role when Jalen was out. Even Beck wasn't going to play a major role uh, during the conference season, and that because we're not we're not here to develop freshmen this year. We're here to win. This is the year. Um, so, to answer his question, yeah, I think Beck. Um, I think uh, Stan's got a real future here. He's not a very good shooter, but off the dribble, he can score. He's very good at finishing around the rim, and he's a he's a off the charts athlete. Off the charts athlete. He, we we were over at the Piston practice facility today, and on one of the backboards, they had the, like a a scale going up, and the players were just jumping to see how high they could get. And he by far got the by, highest. By far was I mean, the highest. Yeah. He was almost to the top of the backboard, like in Dominique Wilkins' territory. Right. I mean, it was it it, it was amazing. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say that about a freshman, but it, his his ability to rise is unbelievable. Uh, you don't see that often at, at the level we're at. Uh, so his future is great. James Beck's future is great. I mean, you know, every there's <laughs> next year. There's a lot of people out there that are hoping we're not going to be any good, and a lot of people in the league are saying, "Well, this is Oakland's year," but you know, next year they're going to suck and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I got news for him. I, I feel pretty good about our future. Um, who else did he ask about? Uh, oh, Kamari. Kamari Newman, yep. Kamari can really shoot the ball. Um, lefty, another lefty who can really shoot it. He's long and thin. Uh, I wish he was a better athlete in that he would rebound more and do some other things. Uh, but he's really not. He's really kind of a, I don't want to say a Travis Bader because never has, oh, he's that good. No, he's no, no. But that's the type of player he is. He's, uh, he's. But, He's, he's got range too. I mean, he can oh, he can indeed. shoot it from anywhere in the gym. Right. He's deep, deep, deep range, and he, when he is going to be, I, I liken him to only the old timers are going to remember this, but I liken him to a Detroit Piston by the name of George Trapp. Um, go look him up if you don't if you don't know who he is. But this is a guy that you know he's going to be. Everything's going in or nothing's going in, and when he misses, he may miss everything. I mean, he just he's un, got no conscience. And you know, one of our pl- I'll tell a quick story. One of our players said him said to him, you know, he's playing on the scout team and not doing very well with the plays and things like that." And one of our players, the veteran player, said to him, "Man, you got to learn to play." And he goes, "You know, blank that. I'm here to ball. You know." <laughs> <laughs> so we may have some issues yeah. next year when he's, but he he can really shoot it. Uh, yeah. I'd like him to be stronger. I'd like him to rebound a little better. I'd like him to handle it a little better. You know, I'd like him, you know, if if he, I'd really like him to take Martez's spot, that, that you know, taller, athletic kid. Uh, I don't think that's who he is. I think he's more of just a shooter. Hopefully he'll develop. Very long arms, too. I mean, he, he reminds me of Tayshaun Prince. He's like a shorter Tayshaun Prince in terms much, of his build. Much shorter. Much, much shorter Tayshaun yes. Prince in terms of his build. A couple other questions here on Twitter. Coach, and it is a, it is, a, it is an off one version of the Greg Campy Show, so you got to get a food question in there. At Pete Smith asks, what's your favorite pizza topping, Coach? Pizza topping? Yep. Coney dogs? Oh, that's a good one. I, <laughs> you know, I think my favorite one is the one I'm eating. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Wait, you know, which I, I should have expected that. You know, because yeah, I like a lot of different things. You know, I like the sausage and the meat lovers, but I also, I'm good with banana peppers and mushrooms. So it's you know, it's 
If I'm worrying about my health, then it's banana peppers and mushrooms. If I'm not worried about my health, then it's every piece of meat you got that you can put on. <laughs> Brian Schmucker tweets at us and says, when do Horizon League men's basketball tournament tickets get on sale? How would someone get them? And who is the sponsor? Well, it's interesting you ask, Brian. Little Caesars Motor City Madness tickets are on sale now for the 2018 Little Caesars Horizon League Basketball Championships. You can get them at horizonleague.com. You can also get them at the Little Caesars Arena box office, or you can go to your favorite school's box office as well. The games will take place March 2nd through the 6th, and the tickets start at just 15 bucks per day and will feature all 20 Horizon League teams competing in 18 games over a five-day span, both the men and women. And it will all culminate with championship games on Tuesday, March 6th, with automatic bursts of the NCAA basketball tournament on the line. A couple other questions here before we let Coach go. Golden Grizzlies and the number two team in the country, Michigan State Spartans, tomorrow at the Little Caesars Arena uh, at Grizz Talk OU. And, and Coach, I, I know, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of this. My apologies if you haven't. But uh, at Grizz Talk OU tweets in and says, Coach, as a former Clarkston parent whose kid transferred in, do you have anything to add on the Thomas Kithier situation? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know enough, you know. Yeah. There's a reason that a bunch of kids have transferred and got eligible, and they chose this one not to. And I think they're smart people. They're making decisions. So obviously the backlash is because people don't know the truth or what's going on. Something's there. I mean, when my kid transferred to Clarkston, we sold our house, actually sold two houses, mm -hmm. and moved to Clarkson on a lake, and he went to school there. Not one issue. Not one issue. Now, my kid hadn't committed to Michigan State, you know. <laughs> right. But not one issue. Did the paperwork, went to school. I still live there. Um, so why is there an issue this time? Something's got to be going on. If the kid were in Oakland, if the kid had signed with Oakland and was coming to Oakland, my nose would be stuck in there finding out what the hell's happening. Sure. But because he's not, I paid little attention to it other than to hear the chatter and, you know, it's it's talked about among the coaches. Um, so, you know, my take on it is I don't know what's going on. I don't know enough about it, and so I shouldn't really say anything other than that. Right, which we talked about this on the Sports Cave on, on Channel 7 on Sunday, and I, I'm kind of like you in that same respect. Parents have a house there. I mean, they bought a house there, right? I mean, it's where they live. That's, well, I don't think that's the case. That, that, so that's not the case. Okay, that, no, I was told I, that they did. So see, And that's that's what that's, I'm saying. There's, yeah, we don't know. The word I've heard is that there's an apartment and he's living in it and the parents are still living there, you know, and who knows what's true. Exactly. But my guess is that might be true because he's not being, you know, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. But then again, we can go to the Jalen Hayes case and say, what the hell, you know, what's your reason for that? I yeah. Mean, so it doesn't mean that they've got, that the state got it right. It just means something's going on that just, we don't know. Well, speaking of going on, Coach, you guys, the number two team in the country this Saturday, national TV on ESPNU, also right here on radio on Detroit's 1130 AM, WDFN, The Fan. Uh, a big opportunity know, for you guys. Do you know who's broadcasting the game? On ESPNU? Yeah. Uh, Clay Matvick and Brooke. Brooke will be doing it as oh, well. Okay. Why isn't Jordan with her? Don't know. I, uh, a lot of games going on, I would imagine. Don't know the exact story. Are of they what's doing going on. both games? They, uh, from what I'm told, they are. Hmm. 
So yeah, so that so that as a story coach, a big opportunity for the Golden Grizzlies. I know I know you're not health wise, you're nowhere near where you want to be, but we will jump the ball up anyway, and we will play, right? Well, it's the next man up uh, concept, you know. I mean, you know, we thought last year we had a chance to be a top twenty five thirty team, and Kay left, and you know, still in my heart, I believe if he had stayed, that team would have been a top twenty five thirty team, especially with the year Sharon had. Right. And the development of Brock, you know, Brock was the was the unknown last year, and uh, so this year with with Kendrick coming in, we thought we could be right there again, um, and it hasn't gone our way through a third of the season. And there's a lot of reasons it hasn't gone our way. Some people will say those are excuses. Yeah, I don't give a crap what they think. I mean, the bottom line is we're nowhere near putting on the floor what we were going to put on the floor. And even without Brad, what we put on the floor for the Central Michigan game, it's the only the hurricane relief game. It's the only game that we've played this year that we had, we put who we thought, who, Herm Edwards or whoever that coach was, they are, who, Green, they, yep. yeah, they are who they thought we thought they are. And I mean, that's the only game we were who we thought we were. And if you were at that game, you saw Kendrick Nunn put 40, on 16 shots, you saw us up 58 to 34 or something at halftime, and you saw 110 points and uh, a pretty good whopping of a team who right now is 8-1. And, and it was so good that day that there were people saying, well, Central can't be that good, but yet Central's 8-1 now. That's right. how good we were that, that day. day. Yep. At full strength. <laughs> right, and we haven't we haven't been a shadow of, of that. The Fort Wayne game and the New Orleans game, we were still awful good. But the minute Kendrick got hurt, now that there was no Jalen, there was no Kendrick, you know, or Kendrick at 50% or whatever. So you want to say, oh, he's making excuses? Go ahead and say it. It's the truth. This is the, the fact. Does that mean that, oh, we quit? No, we still play the games. And, you know, there's still 20 games left, 21 games left. And a lot can happen in those 21 games. And 18 of those 21s are the ones that really matter anyways. That's where the story will be told. Right. So... You know, depending on that MRI today, we'll know more about how Kendrick's going to be. We got uh, Jalen back. He's played six games. He's got five double-doubles. He's playing like a senior should. I like our chances whether we're injured or not. I like our chances whether we ever get to be what we were that day against uh, Central. Central Michigan. But the bottom line is, is okay, we never get to that day of Central Michigan. We still have a chance to win a league. We still have a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. We still have a chance to have a great, great season. And uh, we're going to push forward and do all we can. All right, Coach. Well, as always, appreciate the time, uh, especially coming through in the in the clutch through technical difficulties. We rise up, Coach, right? That's that's how the number one rated next, show in its time slot on the station does. Next man up. <laughs> next man up. All right, as always, appreciate the time. Thank to you, uh, people out there, for listening as well. We certainly do appreciate that. For the head coach, Greg Campy, my name is Neil Rule. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.